0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this episode, 249 of the 3Talk Podcast with myself, Jack Neville and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Plenty to get through again this weekend. We've been around in the Hurling Championship with so much on the line for all the teams. We have a look back on the other grades as well as the latest football and Camogie. So stay tuned for all that and more.
1: Impression the game you get old with what you put into, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. mother send you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods as you give you 50 pence. you can't get the pounds worth the goods oh can you just about kept in oh where's uh, Charlie Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea he deserves to score from here one of the highlights of the second game let me out there from the war court today no more about him he middle all the run. that was it put the ball over the barrel the back of it and that's it no ifs no buts No sympathy in this game for anybody.
0: As I said, a very warm welcome to Tree Talk in association with Knowles Menswear. I must apologize for my voice. It's probably a bit hoarse. I was lecture picnic for the weekend. But while I was away partying in leash, Matt, you were taking in the sun and all the games across Limerick. I think it was six U in turn total.
2: That's right, Jack. And uh, you, you know, it was a beautiful week, a beautiful weekend for hurling. Except, of course, um, on, on on Friday night, I was in in and leash and um, uh, for the Gary uh, Garryspillan game, and I'd be talking about the game itself. But by God, um, we have, we have, we had a beautiful first half in sunshine. And by God, it made up for it in the second half. I came home like a drowned rat, Jack you know yeah, we- uh, and and that was mainly because of trying to get from the pitch to the car it was that it was that heavy because the good graces of the garris plan bench they allowed me some shelter during most of the second half so that that staved off most of it but um by god it made up for it when i was when i was trying to get back to the car it was it was it turned to be an awful evening in, in that part of the world and a couple of miles up the road um uh, beyond hospital it, it it the roads were almost dry so it's it's very funny at this time of the year but in general this that the sunshine was 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 um oh look it made it, it made it such a pleasure like on i saw um patrick's Wellnahan and on, on on thursday night uh friday night was that little blip with the elements and on saturday then i i was at intermediate and senior games in kilmalach and bluff and at an intermediate game and, in um, in in Brough on Sunday, which was in glorious sunshine between Blackrock and the Piercy. And of course, Jack, I finished off the weekend and um, it would be remiss of me. Um, not to remind you, but Glen Roo won a county on Monday night. And I was there in Ciltilly when they won the under-19 B Hurling Championship um, with a big win over Cahan St. Patrick's. And if my memory serves me right, Jack, I think they beat a crowd from West Limerick called Esquiet in the semi final.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, a team that the boys thought. Well, uh, did, you the did you hear anything about that?
2: Did you no, hear about that? I did, did hear you... about...
0: I did hear about it. I couldn't go to I think we trained training the same night. But yeah, no, that was a good Esquiet team. So credit to, to Glen Rue to get over the semi and final. Um, and a nice bit of silverware early enough in the year. But. Um, I suppose we are approaching the because business a
2: very a very very young um uh, Glen team uh jack they had only i think two up on the edge
0: yeah well you know there's great work being done by by all these clubs around the place but even though it's only the start of september matt we are getting into the business and in, in a lot of championships and in the third round in the senior hurling where we'll start there was a, a couple of teams that made their move um starting with the thursday game you were there patrick's well and Ahan, um, a hand um well from what i saw it seemed to be a good game match but patrick's well probably deserving winners over the course things even with that little scare that a hand gave him down the end
2: yeah yeah and, and um you know you, you had that little bit of controversy towards the end about about the the scoreboard and of the score tally and, and what have you but it was a day, Jack, when when you know when people think of Patrick's well, um, they immediately think of one, two, three. Dermot Bonds, Keane Lynch, and and um, and Amgalan. And by God, the people that came to Kilmarack on 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 Thursday evening weren't disappointed with that trio. Um, Keane Lynch brought his entire bag of tricks with him, and it was immense at midfield. Dermot Bonds was huge at at. Um, at centre halfback and Aaron was just Aaron uh, up, up for very very dangerous. They did a decent job I thought, in policing him until about five or six minutes into the second half when um, Kevin O'Brien knocked the ball into the path of Keane Lynch out on the right and what a pass into the hands of Aaron who had ghosted clear of his markers. And when Angolan gets a clear shot at the goal, Jack, you know, there's only going to be one result. Um, He buried it in the net. Now, uh, looking at a hand, Jack, and I think you, you, I think you flagged this before, perhaps in in the, in the context of the current campaign. And I suppose we did it in past campaigns. They're so dependent, Jack, on the scoring of Tom Morrissey. Yeah. Like Tom, um, they they, they scored two thirteen. Tom got one eleven, and they had only three scorers over the hour, which is a bit alarming, Jack. It's it's a it's yeah. a it's a bit alarming. God forbid, what what Tom to pick up an injury or anything, you know. You 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 say to yourself, where are the hand scores going to come from? But um, like they 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 they're sitting pretty in so far as. That they have that win over the the, the, the team immediately below them, um, Kildimo Palace, Kenry, but that could all change this week, Jack. That that could all change. Um, that the bottom of the table this weekend, and we'll be coming to the preview shortly. Could could suddenly become a very congested area, and, uh, yeah. and we will say why. Um, but um, I thought it was a decent game of hurling. A game that you know, from the time they got a grip in the game early on, you saw, you you, you sort of sensed that there was um that there was no way Patrick's Well were going to let go of the grip. Now I, I would have to say that that I thought a hand did not match the performance, especially in the first half, that they that they um that they showed against Kilmalak in the first half, um. But by God, in the second half, they they they, they more than you know, they really really made a match of it, and um, like um, you know, Han and although the Han bench were convinced that, that that there was only a couple of points in it, but um, um the tally seemed to suggest that there were five points behind. They actually weren't. the final score was two sixteen to two thirteen. But um good game. I think Ahan might be slightly disappointed based on their second half performance that they didn't get something out of it. Um, um, now, having said that, Patrick Swell, in my opinion, were just about worthy winners. Not a lot to spare now, but uh, just about worthy winners. And of course, the result puts them like in a very, very strong position to um, qualify for the knockout for them the the last four the what? knockout stages um because they have games with Kilmallock, which will be taking place this thursday and their final game is with kildaimo palace henry which also could be a very interesting game
0: yeah there's a there's a lot of permutations and we'll try and go through them as we look back and look forward we'll, we'll just get a brief synopsis of the games and then go into predictions and another i suppose Another game then that we had on Friday was KP versus Kilmallock. And it just seemed that Kilmallock again just kept them at at arm's length for nearly the entirety of the game. I know KP drew level shortly after the break, but I think that was kind of nearly a wake-up call to Kilmallock that they were in a game and they just pulled clear. And the form of Shane O'Brien and Ocean O'Reilly and these boys is really promising for Kilmallock. It's three from three, but at the same time, they probably played the three weakest teams in the competition. So, what do you read into last Friday's win for Kilmallock?
2: Yeah, I suppose Friday was a was a question of um, getting 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 the job done, um, and they 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 did that, but uh, not without a few frights along the way. And I suppose looking back on reflection, at the time he wouldn't have thought so. But Fintan O'Connor will probably be delighted uh, that they got that little wake up call halfway through now um they, they welcome back Robbie Handley uh, as um he, he came on as a substitute but they're still without Graham Mulcahy and then and Paddy O'Brien which uh, you know bring a whole wealth of experience but um you mentioned that there in in your introduction about Shane O'Brien I think there's a goal and four points he got and we can just see now game on game the way that he is growing into this championship the way he's becoming, a more influential player on on, on 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 the Kilmallock team. And obviously as I said, last year's campaign was blighted midway through with that injury that he got. But obviously his involvement with John Kylie and the Limerick panel um has benefited him considerably and he has learned an awful lot from it. So like he, um, he he's a big asset and like we all know what Mihal Hul and Oshin O'Reilly and Robbie Egan and these fellas can do on their day. But I'd say for Kilmallock, more or less, it was a case of job done, but it was the type of performance, Jack, that may give some encouragement to um, Kildaima Palace Kenry going into this week's game, this, this this evening's game, actually, as we speak, with, with Dune in, in, in Kilmallock and, and the, the other game at the end with Patrick Swell. Because um, you know certainly they got a bit of a baptism from a fire I would say at the start like um would say they ran up against the hand which the hand would have targeted as 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 a game to win and which they did but then to run up against the piercing in round two was anything but ideal you know if you're trying to make your your mark on on your new surroundings but um i last week i i I was less optimistic about the chances of Kildayma pallas and I'll tell you why in a minute, I, I, you know, um, all is not lost. There's two games, two very difficult games for them, but all is not lost. Um, and I, I suppose maybe the, the, the fact that there was only, you know, that they, they, they pushed Kilmaloc so hard, I suppose, beats more for Kildayma pallas probably than it does for Kilmaloc. So, um. Uh, as far as I'm concerned,
0: all is not for come up us No, there's, there's two big games to go yet and probably more importantly that game tonight with Dune, but speaking of Dune, Matt, um, you were there as well last uh, Saturday in Brough. Um Heavy, heavy loss to shake You know, second big loss in three games. Obviously, recovered very well um, to the loss against could with a win over Patrick Swell and they have played the three big teams he must be said for Dune, but I suppose we're very worrying for Dune, the men of performance, but I think you were really impressed with Nipirshig in the same token.
2: Oh, really, really impressed, Jack, and and um, the, the, there's one word, um, that, that comes to mind, and I can't find any other one other than awesome. I thought it was an awesome performance by Nipirshig. And, Jack, when I reflected on, on it, and um, as you know, I was in commentary with Tom Clancy on, on it, and Immediately beneath us was, was Willem O'Donoghue, who's who's still in, 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 in a boot. And um, I was saying to myself, if if Willem O'Donoghue is back in that team, it'll even be more awesome. Um, now, David Dempsey started, um, because um, his first start of the year, I thought Jack, he was hugely influential, um, particularly in the first half. Now, he only scored a point, I think, overall in the game, but... His contribution to the game, and I think you 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 look back at the game and came to the same conclusion, was simply phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I thought the contribution of Conor Boylan was immense. Um, if you look for an individual goal of the year, I don't think you 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 can look much farther than, than, than Conor Boylan. He got possession about 60 yards out, and where he accelerated down the left before unleashing an unstoppable shot past Thomas Lynch, you know, was, was, was simply fantastic. And you, 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 Adrian Breen, I think he ended up with something like two, three and you scratch your head again and you wonder, you know, um, and I suppose it, it's indicative of the strength of, of, of Limerick and why we're winning all islands when a fellow like Adrian Breen can break into the team. I thought he was, he, he was simply immense, but it it, it was a day when it all went wrong again for Dune and, um, uh, look, um, as I said, reflecting on the game afterwards and reflecting it in, in the course of doing um, doing a report on the match, um, I look, I I, I, I cannot but feel sorry for Dune, like, because, um, um, this injury list that they have, Jack, is and um, it's, it's just you know, it's just crippling, absolutely crippling. Now they're to sacrifice Darrell Donovan from the middle of the field, put him back in at centre half back. Like you, 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 you're four top class defenders out. You have Chris Thomas, Tommy Hayes, Mikey O'Brien, and an, an all star Richie and Richie in English. Four top players. You know, be first names on your team sheet when you'll be organising your defence. So they, like mm. Carmarck right now who's you know, basically was a forward assignment centre-back <coughs> during, the, <coughs> during the league final win over Kilmallock, gone back, Carmel back. That'll tell you the improvisation that they have to do <coughs> to try and get a defence together. And by God, they, they, they didn't appear open it and, and exploit. Now, happily, um, it, it, it was very good to see Barry Murphy back. Now, um, he he still has a bit of he's still a bit of a way to go to um, to get up to back to the pace of championship hurling, but I'm sure you'll see a much improved performance from Barry Murphy against Kilcámara Palace Kenry this evening. But apart from Adam English's scoring, um, and Adam English had a very very good game. Jack Doon would have been in very very much even greater trouble. Like I think, I think Adam Lynch got something like. or Adam English got something like eleven or twelve points. You know, f- yeah. a phenomenal mo- amount of their score. So um, now, the, the one the one thing I see about Doon Jack, they suffered a similar type defeat to Kilmaic in the first round. Somehow got it together immediately afterwards now they 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 had only four days on this occasion from saturday to wednesday or five days you know to to you know there was no time of wallowing it was a question of immediately refocusing until diamond palace all right you have to do the analysis of of um of the game against the against them um, the PSG, but i think it would make grim reading but like you know, very, very little time to turn around. But they had only a seven-day turnaround when they lost the Kilmalach and then went on to beat Patrick's well. And, you know, from a Dune point of view, from a Dune perspective, you must be hoping that they get the same type of response. Because I flagged it earlier. If they don't get that type of response and were they to lose to Kildayma palace Kenry, then we have a very, very interesting situation down at the bottom of the table. Yeah, uh, because you would have done on two points. You would have um, um, Kildare Palace Kenry two points, and if a hand um, do not pick up anything against Napier you would have a hand on two points. And even if you have another scenario where a hand to pick up a draw or a win <laughs> against Napier you would have Dune and Kildare Palace Kenry down at the bottom with Kildaremo Palace, we? Having to head. So yeah, like uh, we'll uh, be getting
0: to that game, um, very, very shortly. But there's an awful lot that could happen yet. There's, there's no one into the semi-final yet, uh, and there, there's no one safe as yet. It's probably three looking over their shoulder. But um, before we get into the the predictions, just on to group two, Matt, because there wasn't a couple of interesting results then as well, um. To be expected, Bally Brown won again, you know, and and they're sitting pretty at the top of the table, you know, with a nice points differential. Um, but it was Munger St. Paul's win over a Dare, I suppose, that kind of put the cat amongst the pigeons in a way because well, I I thought Munger would win, but you said a Dare would win, and they came down from Senior A last year, and Munger now are in a very good position, but they play a more lean team tonight or, and Friday evening who also won at the weekend. So b- before we get into the round four games, round three in, in group two has really spiced things up with that, that place or the race to get into the top two, Matt.
2: Yeah, like um, Jack, the, the, the best way I, I, I can summarize that is that very, very few would have thought after three rounds that, kill, that Adair would be sitting fourth in the standings because you're Bally Brown and at both on five points you you have Mona lean on on, on on four points so there's going to be a very very interesting now I saw Mona lean against Karispaland the other night Jack I thought they were very 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 good very very good now um it looks as if they have adapted to life in in at, at senior level back at senior level um I thought there was an awful an awful lot to like about them and them. Um, in 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 age, like, they have a serious and a genuine scoring forward he he ended up with two four all from clay now marco Dwyer wasn't two was was one eight but that fella they have a very very strong attack with with luke murphy and uh andrew latouche cosgrave in there as well but um at the back like you, you the lions brothers like Lock like, and at center back running the cornerback like they they are a very, very organised side, Jack, and they, they play some very, very nice hurling. The way they can move the ball out from the back, and and the way that when they when they decide to move it through the lines, they are very, very, very good. I was in contrast to that, Jack. I was fiercely disappointed with Killeespellan. Yeah, you know, and they they, they got an early four point lead, and you said to yourself, till Noche got two goals. Um, the first from a penalty and the second a cracking goal. Um, he he's, went in practically along the, the, the sideline, in or the inline in from the right, and he unleashed a pile driver that Jamie Powell got his stick to it but couldn't keep it out. And there were four points up, and you were going to say to yourself here, look, the, the experience of Gareth Bland is going to tell you know, um, but by half time it was well turned around by 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 Monoline. And at by halftime, I think Monoline had 114 on the board, Jack. Which like is phenomenal scoring in 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 um, 30 minutes of hurling and that, that that was the fine half weatherwise. Now it turned yeah. at halftime with with rain in the in in, in, the, in the second half, but look Gareth plan huffed and puffed as if they were going to make a comeback, but it it it, it never, never really happened and never really took root because Monaleen didn't allow it to do so. Like Monaleen now face um they face Margaret St Paul's in the like Margaret St Paul's probably Jack have the toughest finish.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. they have
2: Monaleen this <laughs> weekend and then then they have buddy Brown in the final round, so like it's it's going to be a, and like we we still cannot write off a dare, but like a dare at a um look um i think a there's chances of 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 making promotion now are going to be they're they're going to be difficult jack because they need to win both games and um um like if Monaleen win again they have the head to head on them except that um we'll say uh, three of them finish at the same points which which is a possibility maybe but you know um but um yeah 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 it's mongrel mongrel player as i said mongrel have a have a tough run in, but yeah. um don't discount Monaleen out of this, Jack. Now they 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 have a tough run in as well, in that they play MonGregor St Pauls, and they are in the final rounds. Yeah, so don't, you know we we'll learn a lot
0: this weekend, I think, from from Group Two. But it is, it has been very very interesting so far, and I know MonGregor and Belly Brown are, are undefeated and five points. Monaleen are just behind them, and a are only a point behind as well. So. There seems to be a clear top four going in for only two places, you know, and there's a lot of jeopardy in that group, as, as we always say. And We might get into predictions now. Max, that, 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 get... that,
2: that, 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 there's a massive game down the line in the final round. What could be a massive game, depending on this weekend re- results. And that will be the meeting of Gattispellin and South Liberties. Yeah. At the wrong end yeah. of the table. It, it could be a huge game, Jack. And look, I, I was looking at him, saying, to, you know, saying to myself, um, the players um, South um, Liberty scored two seventeen against Barry Brown. Were leading into, were leading at after half time when when Barry Godfrey got the second goal, they were leading after half time. You say to yourself any team that can score two seventeen, um, against the, what is the, what are now the group leaders, you know, they can be that bad, like so. Like all is not lost for South Liberties either. We were we were kind of writing them off last week, but um a chain of events since in the group like um um you know, because I, I I certainly got two of the predictions in the group out of three wrong. I put up my hand on yeah. that. I got M- Mungrett and so Sausagey with a smile. I got it right, but um <laughs> um I also got I also got the um the um. The the
0: Gavish plan won one wrong. Yeah, well we'll we'll go back we'll go back into no interpredictions, Matt. We'll see if you can uh, rectify those a bit. But you, you did get solace in the fact that you got uh one bang on that uh Patrick Swell's three point win. Now I know there was controversy with scoring, but you will take that three point win uh for Patrick Swell. We both had Napiersig and Belly Brown. I had Kilmallock by seven. Um and there went against KP and I also said Mungret to beat Dare, but you still have the healthy enough cushion of a of a four-point lead um after seven rounds I haven't led as of yet I can't remember the last time I was ever leading in one of these things but well, you to... you're
2: you're good on the home straight Jack
0: yeah well I'd want to be um and I feel like there's another draw coming this week but I don't think I'll go for any of them but We'll start with that group too, Matt, that we were I, just I, I think, talking I think, about.
2: Jack, I, I, I think you're going with draws now at this stage.
0: Yeah, well, come in the week that I don't pick one, but um, I know we didn't preview the games as such, so we might just say who we think will win, by how much, and maybe maybe why or how you think the game is going to go that way. So, first one on my list is Adair and South Liberties, Matt, um, and I'll let you start off with that.
2: Yeah, I think, Jack, that. You know, Adair have to bounce back. Um uh, winning and uh, losing is not an option for Adair at this stage. Um I like look all the forum guides says a dare, even though like we have said that that, that um that um the fact that a dare are fourth on the table after three rounds, Jack, we, we just couldn't have imagined it, I don't think, you know. And especially like um, the way they started off the campaign with that good win over Gallespil, and but two games without a win, but it'll it'll tell you um the competitive nature of the group. Now South Liberties are winless so far, but Jack, I'm I, I, I I'm going by a f- for a dare by five. A dare five, 5 Um five.
0: I'll I'll stick with you on a dare. I'm going by seven again. A dare have to. I dare have to win this weekend if they if they want to get into the or get into the knockout stages, and I suppose promotion is still there for them, but they need a string of results to go their way. But I expect them to bounce back, and I think South Liberties will be just hopeful to get into that final round game against Gairsflien, where it might be winner takes all. Now Gairsflien. Can end any possibility that, but they play Bally Brown, so it looks like there could be a collision course there Um, in the final round, as you said, so both siding with it there. Um, on Friday night then, Bally Brown versus Gary Spillan. Um I think Bally Brown last year, I thought, were probably the best team in the grade for large portions of it and just kind of fell away towards the end. They don't seem like they'll do that this year, and I, I'm going to go Bally Brown by five this Friday against Gary Spillane. Yeah, no. Jack.
2: Um Garris was telling tell me as, late as last Friday night that I'm I'm a magpie when it comes to predicting that they'll win. Um, because whenever I predict they win, they win they'll win, they lose. I'm going for Barry Brown strictly on, on forum. Um I haven't seen Barry Brown this this year, but I'll, I'll be rectifying that on Friday night. Um I've seen Gareth Blan, I saw him in the in the South League and I saw him in 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 um in last Saturday, uh, last Friday evening, and I, I have to say, I was disappointed with him on both occasions. They in, the, in the, the South League final they went down very poorly to Kilmallock. I thought, and um, I was disappointed with Gareth Bland the other night. I thought there would be a greater kick in him, but um you know, when push came to shove, it wasn't there. Um, and that's not to detract for one minute from from uh, what was a very, very good performance by Mona Lien, which was excellent. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm going for ba- Barry Brown like yourself, and I, I think I'll go for Barry Brown there by, by six.
0: Barry Brown by six. Um, and that would, if Barry Brown win again, that would leave him in a position where they know if they win the final round, or most likely avoid defeat, that they would be uh, table toppers and earn promotion back to top tier. But that remains to be seen. And then. That game we spoke about there, Matt, a, a bit in depth, at St Pauls versus Lean. also this Friday evening, um, at half six in Cloughan. Really, really interesting game. Um, I'll let you take it away on this one as well to start off.
2: Yeah, look, it's it, 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 it's it's a massive, massive, massive game, and of course, um, the prize is huge, Jack. For for um. For Mungret St. Paul's because um, were they to win the game, it would virtually ensure that they that they qualify for the quarterfinal at least and put them put them in a strong position for the one promotion spot from the group. I saw Mona Monlina Mona Lien are not going to roll over, Jack. Um, Mona Leen, after a poor opening round in the championship, have adapted to life very, very comfortably. In 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 their new um um their new surroundings, their 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 um, their farm trajectory, Jack is very 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 much upward. And um, I I I actually what I saw in Monleon the other night, um Jack was um a squad that is developing very 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 nicely. Um, they certainly not going to be one year wonders at senior level. Um. That they have put themselves into a position of being contenders for the quarterfinal already this year. But, you know, I think they're putting everybody on notice like, that that they're here to stay at this level and that they have a very bright future. But I'm going for Munger to win it, Jack, by two.
0: Okay. Munger by two. Um, I'm, I'm in the same board as you. If, if I was to make a draw, this is where I would go. With my draw, but I'm just going to decide with Munger to get over the line here. Um, you know, teams are similar enough. Munger got promoted last year and had a good solid year in their turn. Munger definitely, you know, have reintegrated in life fairly seamlessly after the loss to Brown. but I just think Munger are a bit further down the line in their development. So I'm going to go Munger by three in this one on Friday, which, as you said, would virtually guarantee their place in the quarters. And if if all if this all this works out as you predicted, it'll be a Bally Brown, Munger St. Paul's neighbours clash in the final round to see who wins promotion. And that would certainly be a tasty affair, but uh we will we'll have to wait and see how, how that'll pan out. Another game tonight, Matt live on Limerick J T V Dymo Palace Kenry versus Dune. A game with huge potential relegation implications and Vice versa for the knockout stages. Um, you know, two teams come off the back of defeats, contrasting manners. You know, Dune got hammered, KP probably would be happy with her performance. Can skill Malloc still you'd have to side with Dune, Matt? I think, but I'll, I'll let you start off and how you think this one's going to go.
2: Yeah, I was talking to some of uh, Dune connections not after the match, Jack, but on Sunday, and um, uh. They are very, very well aware of 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 the potential pitfall that is them here, and um, you know uh, they're in a new space, Jack. In that um, lose this game, and they, they, they could be staring at the possibility of relegation, which, like for Dune, is unimaginable. But the 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 injury list they have as well, Jack, is is also unimaginable. You know, and it's it's so hard to make it up, but. I, I I think they will be really focused in this game, and and um, um, I I think they're capable, Jack, of 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 picking it up, and um, I'm I'm going for Dune to win it by two points, but it's going to be very close. They met in the quarter final last year. Jack it was a cracker in Kilmallock. um, I I Dune won it by four, and he it it, 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 it it was um it was it was a full Dune team, um. Well, I, I'm going very cautiously with Dune to win by two points.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting you bring up that game because that was with both teams at fairly full strength last year, you know, and, and KP give it their all and just came up short and Dune are a lot weaker this year in terms of injuries, but I still think they'll have enough to get over the line. I, it's a huge potential brown skin here for Dune and we'll put him in relegation worries, as you said, but I'm back in Dune as well, just to get the job done. But I wouldn't be surprised it goes down to the wire. But I'm going to go with three pints um, in favour of Dune for this one, Matt. Um, but it's a real tasty fare this evening on Limerick TV um, <clears> TV. <throat> tomorrow evening, then, another Limerick TV offering in store. For me, it's, it's to pick it around in terms of excitement for games. I don't think any game comes close to a repeat of the final of two years ago. Kilmallock versus Patrick Swell. Kilmallock can book their place in the knockouts or in the semi final with a win. Patrick Swell will go ahead of Kilmallock if they win. So, yeah, very interesting, Matt. I'm sticking with Kilmallock. I've gone with them all every game so far. Definitely by far and away their hardest test, but I do think they'll have the answers. Um are comprehensive last year, fairly comprehensive in the final the previous year. I think it'll be tighter. I'm going on Kilmallock by four but I certainly one that I'm looking forward
2: to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well, Jack. Looking forward hugely to it. Um, and like what happened in the county final two years ago and what happened in the first round last year when Kilmalek won by 12 points um, will, will will count for absolutely nothing. This this is a completely, completely new ball game. And as you flagged at the very start, Jack, um, this is probably the biggest test of Kilmallock um in 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 the current campaign because um now we're into the real business of of, um now you're among the 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 only clubs that have won the county in the last god knows how long so um it it will be very much dog eat would um this will tell us jack you know kilmalad to a degree jack were defined by their first round win over patrick's well last year and to a certain degree, are being defined by their first round win over Dune and the magnitude of it again this year. And so this is the first real test for Kilmallock. Now I think they're going to get over it by about three points. But um but they they are going like if Demet Burns, and Shenan Gillan, produce the type of performance that they produced against uh, against the hand. They will make it extremely difficult for Kilmallock. But I think overall, one to fifteen, that Kilmallock have the much better balance. And um the 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 return of Robbie Hanley um will will will, will be big close term. him. Now I don't know what the situation with Graham Mulcahy and and um Paddy O'Brien is currently, but I understand that they're closing in on a return. So um uh, yeah, I'm going for Kilmallock by three, Jack. Yeah,
0: I I do agree. I think they're a very balanced team, Kilmallock. I would argue they're probably the most balanced team in the entire competition and have a lot of good subs to come from the bench. But you mentioned those three superstars at the start from Pat and so many more. And Evan Fitz was was there from the start last week as well. He's a huge addition to Patrick as well. Um, and this could go either way. But yeah, both just siding for Kilmallock to uh, continue their unbeaten start. And then uh, the other game on Thursday night sees Napierstig versus Ahan. I suppose after the round three results, there's only going to be one winner here. That's Napierstig. I'm siding with them. Six-point win. Now, I've been very impressed with Ahan in each of their games. I saw them live the first day and saw him on Limerick TV in the previous two rounds. And they have made huge leaps, I think, over the last 12, 18 months. But I still think, as you said, Napierstig seem to be hitting their groove. They have them sees back. They're doing it without Will who and they'll want to ensure that they're in a position that they have their place booked for when he's back, and that'll hopefully be later on in the championship. So I'm going for Napershik here, Matt. Uh, you thinking the same?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking the same, Jack. Um now I'm also mindful of the fact that um that they, they in the that they drew last year in Kilmallock, but at that stage Napershik had sealed their passage to the, the knockout stages and um but nevertheless, Ahan have been so competitive, Jack, in, in all their games. And if they can get their top form, you know, if they can get a type of performance that they had in the first half against Kilmallock, Jack, I think they will they will push the Peersig. But um I, I don't think you see, the Piersik still need points, Jack. Because the 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 the, the, the mantras get get to the top. You know, win every competition if you can, and which is which is fantastic. And they will want to be in one of the semi-final spots. And um, uh, were there to lose to a hand or drop a point to a hand, it, that might be at risk. But I'm I'm going for the piercing by five. Um, I think a hand will will probably put up um, uh, better resistance. I I was terribly impressed with the way, to a certain degree, that they policed. Um, I'm the other day, um, but, you know, i is i you know, he gets half a chance and he, 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 does the job on you, you know, but, um, uh, I, like they have some very, very useful defenders. I was hugely impressed with Evan O'Leary. Dan Morrissey was immense at fullback. Kieran, Kieran Barry, like they, 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 you know, they, they'll make it tough for anybody. Like, but I, I'm going for the piercing by five, Jack.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'm totally agreement about uh, and I was very impressed with what I've seen this year. And Evan O'Leary is one man that really since that um Crow cup fight or that Cro Cup campaign with Ars hasn't looked back at all, you know, his years and twenties as well with Limerick, um, and definitely one for the future and great guidance beside him at fullback with Dan Morrissey, but just and just seemed are definitely a a hit in, in their journey, you know, they were champions last year and I think they'll they'll put out a statement again this weekend. Um that's predictions, Matt. Um, as always, look, we're only doing this um, for a bit of crack, um, but we're wanting Jack, to meet each other is the main thing.
2: We have we haven't said it this: we don't poke a ball, no, we don't kick a ball.
0: That's we that's just, what
2: we think at this at this point in time.
0: Yeah, we're just there to enjoy the games and just put a little bit of competition between ourselves more than anything. Um, before we move on from the hurling match, just briefly on the Premier Intermediate Championship, because we say it every year, it always delivers. It's also, it's always uber competitive. You don't know who's going to come out, come out of it. And uh, after uh, four rounds of the championship already, so they've played that, that extra round uh, heading into the fifth this weekend. This is our state of play. So Effin, prof and Blackrock are all on six points dermot Lacka, Newcastle West and the piercing all in four, Glenruan Two, and Cappamore are pointless but it just goes to show Matt that this competition can go anywhere and uh, you'd be a brave man to, to call it from here, wouldn't you?
2: I think you would if you remember Jack when we went into the final round last year that there were six clubs that could actually make the knockout stages which which speaks volumes for the um, for the, for the competition. Like, you know, I, I can't help noting, though, Jack, that the top four teams there are all from South Limerick. But I can't help feeling sad that Linrua isn't one of them. Or Linrua languishing down second from bottom. And it, it, it was a Linrua, it was a Linrua team that practically did the impossible last year, Jack, for the simple reason that after four games last year, they had seven points and still contrived to, to miss out on the semi-final which took some doing but yeah. um yeah look I, I i saw a couple of games over the weekend and, and and um and we've said we've said since it was this is the 10th year of a jack it has never failed to deliver and again this year it's delivering in spades i went out to see the the Bruff um tournament game the other day um last saturday in kilmalla and expecting to see broff continue on their winning ways they had won the first three um but not a bit of it it like a um you know took a took a grip in the game after about 6 or 7 minutes and never relinquished it, jack and actually tightened the grip as they went along like the the two reds were at midfield they were immense um that gave them that gave them the platform and um like, it it, it 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 was a situation if if bramble attack had had ambitions of making the semi-finals it was a game that they had to win actually because they were already down two defeats they had lost to black rock and they had lost to newcastle west and their only win in the first three was against Effen, which will give and Effen are top of the table which will give you an idea of of the competitive nature of this this, this competition. And the following day I went to Cena Pearsig and, and Black Rock. And, and Black Rock edged it by three points. Now Black Rock came down from from um, from senior last year and um, in many ways they mirrored Dune. Um, and why do they mirror Dune? Because um the number of players that they have lost um um, key players that they have lost um, Jimmy Quilty um, unfortunately did a cruciate who, who would be their key player and um, your players like um, Matthew Farrell D- Dylan Dawson uh, Kevin Palmer who are all gone abroad would be huge names for Blackrock but um, they, dug, they dug deep now Colm um t- has taken over the free taking duties from Paddy Leahy and um, he he did an excellent job. He got a, he got eleven or twelve of their points. Um, I, I'd be slightly worried. Um, um, I I would express the same worry. Um, uh, for Black Rock going forward into a tighter situation, um, into the tighter games that are down the road, in being over dependent on somebody for all the scores, similar to Ahan and Tom Morrissey. Very yeah. very dependent. Um, now they they have Parini um who chipped in with um three or four points as well so um i think blackrock had only three scorers um which the greater spread of scores going into it and you touched on it earlier on jack when you were saying that that um or was it off air you touched on it about um, about the sliding down after a good start yeah uh, it mm. had a very very good start there they had wins over um over Glimroo and a win over capmore and they've since lost to Bruff and Black Rock. But uh, the Piercy are losing players along the way, Jack, who have been promoted to senior. Like, for instance, Wayne Cairns has been promoted, as has JJ Carey who were, who were involved in the first round. And after last Saturday night, John Fitzgerald was promoted and he was due to play against Black Rock on Sunday. So they're losing players along the way. So and obviously it's the cream of the crop they're losing so you know that explains some way of why um it it may have gone off the rails a small bit in the last two games um but um you know full creditum um to base level at the premier intermediate level and um you know full credit creditum because after two games they had literally consolidated and they had actually put the the, the specter of of relegation to bed literally after two games, so um, full full credit to the sheet, But you know, if they continue to lose players, um, eh, although I think that's probably highly unlikely from now on. Uh, that um, but yeah, certainly they're still in the mix, Jack, for for a place in the quarterfinals. finals oh, sorry, yeah, the semi-finals. I, they play. They'll play. Mm-hmm. The, they play F in a day of this weekend, and that'll be a real test.
0: Yeah, I think it just to be commended that having a team in, in the top tier and in the Premier Intermediate and both competing, you know, is a phenomenal achievement. But three rounds to go, Matt. Nice. That's the lay of the land. Pick your finalists.
2: Finalists?
0: <laughs> yeah. I won't ask you to pick the winner, but who do you think will... Or you to pick the four to come out. But who do you think will be the last two left standing? Or... You can hold off if you want.
2: Give me another round, Jack. I'll
0: give, you, I'll give you one round, so I'll be coming through with that next week. So you can be ready to go for that. Uh, I think Effin will and be one we, of them.
2: You're, you're, that smirk in your face saying saying that you won't take no for an answer.
0: No. Um, I think Effin will be one of them. I think we might have a surprise then outside of it. But that's the Premier Intermediate. There's also Intermediate.
2: Effen Beatlin, Rue like and um, we've spoken often and often and often enough about him here on this th- this medium, like Paddy Dunman Paddy got one twelve.
0: Yeah, oh, phenomenal talent, but look, there's plenty of grades, we'll have the four rounds over us, so maybe next week we might do a comprehensive review of the Premier Intermediate, Intermediate and Junior A, but for now we'll just leave it at that because we've nearly an hour of just hurling done, and we've, we've more to get through, but talking about the more to get through, Matt, um, we'll go to the Camogie, and uh, after being away, for the weekend, I'm not too off A eh, with what has gone on, so I'm going to throw you over to you to give us a reliable account of where we are in the Championship and what we can look forward to.
2: Yeah, well, Jack, Um, um last week I made the point that I was somewhat in the, my level of knowledge of the Komogi Championship, but I have very much familiarised myself with it during the week. And the situation is we have the last round of group, st- group games at this stage, at this weekend. Before I come to those group games, can I give the, the viewers and the listeners an insight as to how the Komogi Championship works or, yep. or how it will be concluded? It's as follows. There are nine senior clubs in the Komogi Championship. It is made up of two groups. Group one, in which five clubs, group two, in which there are four clubs. The top two teams at the end of of the the group phase which will be saturday will go through to the comogge the a komogi championship semi finals the bottom two clubs in each group will play off for a relegation spot now there are two teams being relegated this year will play off for a will be involved in a relegation playoff and they will, the, the result of that playoff, will see the losers being relegated to, to intermediate Komogi next year. And the winners come back into the championship in the semifinal of the B championship with the side that finishes third and fourth in Group A and third in Group B, making up four senior championship B semifinals. The losers of the B Championship semi finals will meet in another relegation playoff with the loser going down. So that's how the two teams go down and the winners of the intermediate will come up, which will give eight teams in the Camogie Championship this year. Now, Kilhidi uh, are currently top of the table in Group A, level on points with Newcastle West. This is very, very interesting. Uh, level on points would Kil- Kilidi have their campaign finished. So, um, and tucked in neatly behind them are newly promoted Adair, with two wins from three. This weekend's fixtures sees a huge game at the top, when Newcastle West travel to Adair. Newcastle West win, they're into the semi-final with with Kilidi. If Adair win, we're going to have a three-way tie at the top between Newcastle West, Teledi, and Adair. And that will be so interesting. That yeah. will be very, very interesting as to which two will go to, to the A Championship semi-finals. Now, at the bottom, you have a huge game at the bottom this weekend in that you have... Um, You have um, two pointless sides meeting. And it's hard to believe in this discourse that we would be saying that Granabel and Gary Jack, you know, the queens of limerick Camogie, for so long are Ireland champions on a number of occasions that they are pointless. And their game with Krokora will decide who survives in the B Championship and who goes into the relegation playoff. It's that's it's that important. Now, turn to the B championship. You have a hand who are virtually certain with two wins from two, virtually certain of going through to the semi-finals. Now you have Bruff and the Piercing both on two points, and you have Tappamore pointless. Now this weekend's fixtures. C N traveling to Kappa more. And all the pointers would suggest that a hand will, will, will win that one and make it through to the A semi-finals. But right behind them is a very, very interesting game. You have Ruff and the Pearcy both on two points, which becomes now a de facto shootout for a place in the A semi-final. The winners will go through to the A semi-final while the losers will have to be content with a place in the B semifinals. I hope I haven't given out too much there, Jack. That no. served to confuse more, rather than clarify.
0: Well, there's a there's a lot there was a lot going on there, but you definitely laid it out in a in a very accessible manner. Um, that's the layout of the of senior comogu championship. The, the now, senior can, can I move to champion.
2: the intermediate comogu Championship? And um,
0: yeah.
2: there are only six there are six clubs contesting the the intermediate championship. And it's being played on a full round robin basis and there's a full round of round three matches this weekend now if if i can move to the junior championship the finals of the junior championship jack are on this weekend and um uh, it's 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 a cup and a plate final and in the cup final it, you have Blackrock Eiffen who were beaten in the final last year by Galway. They are playing Patrick's Well in the final in Kevin Long Park on Saturday evening. Kevin Long Park, that's in FINA on Saturday evening at five o'clock. Now, in the plate final at the same time in Cahadavan, Dune are playing Munger St Paul's. So... Switch finally to the B championship, uh, the final round of which is on this Sunday, two o'clock. And um, uh, I'm not hundred percent sure on the permutations, but we will certainly clarify them next week because we will be into clarifying um, semi-final spots and in, in A and B and what have you. And we will be further, um, we'll be much further down the road in 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 the, in the intermediate championship because after two rounds. Jack, as you know, it's uh, it's it, it very, very hard to determine what, what is happening. But, like, I, I would point out, as I pointed out last week, um, one very significant result from last week was the fact that Galbally beat Monerleon. Monerleon would yeah. be a very, very fancy side, Monerleon, along with Croke and Finney. But it looks as if um, Galbally may be about to put the cat among the pigeons which doesn't surprise me because I thought they were very, very impressive winners of, of the Junior Cup last year. I, I was at the final in not long, and they, they, they were hugely impressive. And, um, you know, I felt that they wouldn't be lost when stepping, stepping up. But um, uh, we, we we just have to see. We'll, we, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in a better position for, for clarity as to what might happen next week, Jack.
0: Yeah, there's a, a comprehensive lowdown of all the championships in the Camogie. The so off the top of your head as well, I don't think you had any notes around renting. So that was... No, no. That, uh, <laughs> I can't. Unfortunately,
2: um, Jack, I don't do notes. I can do them. Yeah, well, look, notes only serve to confuse me, to be honest.
0: When you, when you can keep it all in the head at one go, it's phenomenal. But that's the lowdown of the Camogie championships. And moving from Camogie into the ladies' football, There was a, the third round was played. Um over the weekend, um, I have the results here for the top tier match, Group One. gay continued their winning start, uh, made a three from three with a one eleven to eleven. Or sorry, they unbeaten start. They drew in the last round, one eleven to eleven winners over Fiona Castleman. Um, and by Landers joined him at the top of the table with a three thirteen to one eleven win over Old Mill. And in group two, obviously Ula had the bye after their wins in the first two rounds. Uh, St. Albys beat Drum Broadford 3-10 to 11. So that leaves Money Game by Landers on top in group one, ahead of Old Mill and then Fiona Castleman. And then Ula, followed by St. Albys and Drum Broadford in the other grade. Um I suppose Ula I still are the I know I didn't play, they're still a standout story in the championship, but you have your all rivals then, the likes of Pallylanders and gay and St. Elby is not too far behind getting wins there in the final round.
2: Yeah. The, the, the situation in, in the senior movie championship, uh, seeing ladies football championship, I'm not so as here with the, uh, with the intermediate and, and, um, and, um, Junior, um, as, a um, Perhaps as I should be, but I can tell you very clearly what the situation in the and it's it's not entirely dissimilar to um to the um the cumoge championship. Basically, Jack, Barry Landers and Ula are true to the semi-finals. Um Monage, Old Mill, St Elby's are through to the quarterfinals. The fourth quarter finalist will be made up between Drum Bradford and Fionnagh Castleman, who will play off in the relegation playoff. With the team that loses going down, and the team that wins going into the quarterfinals. So, in the quarterfinals, which are penciled in for the seventeenth of September, Monage are due to play um the winners of Fiohanna Castle and Drum Broadford in one quarter final. In the other quarterfinal, Old Mill will play Saint Dalby's. And um then then it's down to the semi finals where um uh, Ballylanders will play Saint Dalby's or Old Mill. Oola uh, will play Monagade from Bradford or Fiona Castlemahan.
0: All it out there is again, and you said the, the quarterfinals are down for the 17th, so yes, sem- we'll so Sunday, right.
2: the, Sunday the 17th, which is next Sunday week. So, so, we'll have the relegation, the county semifinals are of the county final is scheduled for Sunday the 8th of October.
0: No, all all tied up nicely in little bow there, all are, are low down. Oh, the
2: only thing I can tell you about the immediate. Is that the intermediate playoff relegation playoff between Adair and Father Casey's is due to take place tonight? I think in McNeville Park at six thirty. I, th- I think, Jack, if you if you check, but it's 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 on tonight, and I, I'm pretty sure it's McNeville Park.
0: I'll have a look here now, but I can't seem to to see it at the moment. I'll check the individual. Clubs uh, doesn't seem to be anything there on Twitter. If I find it before we finish up, uh, I'll let you know. But, I, I, think, but, I think
2: I think I, I think I might be able to find it, Jack.
0: Um, uh, I'll check here. Uh, Joy's of of doing these things live. Uh, you get to see the ins and outs of us. Um, yeah, Windsor half six McNeville Park. Yeah. Adair versus Father Casey's. So it is a busy night for Adair with their senior hurlers also out this evening against uh, South Liberties in the in the senior hurling championship. So they'll definitely be open for, for two from two in, in West Limerick. But that's a lowdown of the, the ladies' football as well as the camogie there, Matt. Um just over an hour in the clock. I, any other business we have to get through before we finish up.
2: I think we're pretty clear cool. Now, the under-19 um, championship, oh, and um, I'm not saying this because Glen Rue won it now or anything like that, Jack, but the under-19 championships finished last night with, or uh, last Monday night with the 2B finals. Congratulations to Ahan on winning the football. Um, uh, they won it after extra time, 3-2 on penalties against St. Sennens. Um, but it, it, it's a competition, Jack. I, I I think it has to be looked at going forward. Uh, uh, there's a lot of dissatisfaction around the county. Um, I actually speak to Ruby at saint Patrick's the other night and um, speaking to the Tlawhan, um saint Patrick's connections, they were telling me that they had only played one game to get to the final. Now, I know Glen Rue played a number of games, but, you know, there, there, there's there's a lot of teams there's a number of teams falling through the cracks um because of walkovers and clubs not uh, clubs opting out of it from the start i i think it it it's it, it, it's it's a competition I i'm not so sure the clubs have bought into it i think players no. are quite happy enough with it um but I, I i i i i think there's a deafening clamor at this stage jack for reverting back to under 18 and under 21.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't, I definitely don't hear any opposition to under 21s and under 18. I've definitely heard a lot of negative criticism towards the under 19s and 17s and 21s. I just think it's too much for lads at that age that have other things going on. A lot of them are probably playing GA as well as soccer, who tend basketball, tennis, you name it, athletics. So just have a lot going on between school, leaving cert, first year of college, these kind of things, you know, just. I think 18s and 21s worked mm-hmm. perfectly, and I definitely wouldn't be against seeing them refer to type. But um, well done, Tigleneru, obviously for winning the under 19s. Well, um,
2: just, just I'm only using it as an example because I saw it firsthand and started probing around a bit on it, Jack, because we've had we've had so much about it, and as as I pointed out to you, uh, Cormac Thompson, who writes for our paper, wrote a very very good article from a player's perspective. Um, on 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 the entire competition about the last week, I think it was it was in an excellent article, and um, he, he sort of gave a different insight. As, like when, when we're talking about stakeholders, we talk about sort of the clubs and mentors, and sometimes we forget, seem to forget who the main stakeholders are, are the players. And he gave a very good players' perspective on it. I thought anyway, and um, yeah. Uh, just, just looking at it and had two players now that will be involved in the intermediate championship I spoke about with Lahan about the very very same thing and they have two players that will be involved and one that's involved with the scene of football as well so yeah, like this, you, you can see um, now that, that like as many as I I, I think about 12 of the Lin team are involved in the under17 so like it's it's the, the whole multiplicity of competitions. I think it, it needs to be streamlined, Jack. Because the you know there is no way, Jack, that you know you could give the under nineteen competitions a pass mark. And is like no. I, I I think in them we 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 have a big job of work to do. In, 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 in the winter, when the championships are over, as we said last week, um, doing nothing about the intermediate and junior football championships as they presently are is not an option. And I think doing something about the under-19 isn't an option either.
0: No, it's definitely something that, that needs to be looked at. And we've mentioned it a few times. So hopefully the powers will be. We'll have a look at it and, and see what's most viable and what's best for the players. Because as you said, they're the most important shareholders in all this. Um, before we go, Matt, tonight, obviously, Limerick JTV, we have that game between KP and Dune, and then tomorrow night, the big game between Kilmallock and Paxwell. Very easy to to get these games. Just go into the, the Limerick JTV website. There'll be, there'll be a place then at the top for Limerick JTV. Just head in there and kick the game you want. There's still season passes. If you haven't availed of it already, um, be able to hear the likes yourself and John and Tom and myself and some special guests as the the co Just It's a really good platform to have to see these players in action. Um, you know, tonight you've the likes of Kyle Hayes and Adam English and these boys tomorrow. You name it. You'll have know, 300 a year on show on one side. And Oshina Riley, Shane O'Brien, Yael Hoolan, Robbie Hanley, hopefully Graham Alcahi, okay, these lads, Barry Hennessy. So definitely avail of the Limerick JTV if, if you can. But... Big weekend in the Senior Championship. Big weekend in all the Hurling Championships uh, and the Camogie as well. So one we're definitely looking forward to, Matt. But for now, I think we'll leave it at that. An hour and seven on the clock. If you watch this on YouTube, make sure to like um, and subscribe. You know, we need our subscriber people subscribing because it changes the algorithm in a positive way. Big thank you to Noel's Menswear for getting on board. If you're on Facebook and Twitter, do the usual like, subscribe, share. To you, Matt, as always, for your contribution and to the people commenting and, and leaving their questions and comments and leaving their love and feedback, we appreciate every bit of it. So for now, that's episode 249 in the books. Thank you, and we'll talk again soon.
1: Impression again, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother send you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you give your 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He just about kept in. Oh, well, shot shouting Buckley, to do that to the boss of Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Lemmick went out there from the war court today. The more about in He made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. no sympathy in this game for anybody.